Examine the 1985 Lawrence Kazan directed western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. Curtis and Alice do porn parodies. Remember, remember like we're best years of our lives. We're, we're back. We're back. We're back. No, step cowboy. So what are we doing here, Alice? Minute 71, 76 of Silverado. I, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know what we were doing. I don't know what they were doing to make this movie that has been just just so many twists and turns of how I feel about it. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we're, 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 we're about to find out. We're about to find out what we're doing here. Well, so far in the movie, Emmett, played by John Glenn, is a rough and rugged drifter. and Jake is a wild young buck. Kevin Costner that just he seems like he's in a completely different movie. It's it's just he's so funny to watch. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't I don't want to see that super serious Costner face all the time, but man, like he he does not know what movie he's in. He is just absolutely the, you know, 1985 version or, or 1880s, I guess, version of Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And then, let's see, we have Danny Glover, who plays a guy named Mal Johnson, who's the brother of the saloon girl, Ray. And Ray's father is shot in cold blood by a bad guy named Cobb, actually by his men. And everybody meets up in Silverado. And I think that's where we are, on minute 76 of Silverado. We're starting off the minute with... Some beautiful longing glances. Between... I cannot tell... The white men apart a little bit and their names. <laughs> so I, this is the hot one, I guess. I don't know. This the amount of times that I've been like, is that Jake? And then Jake shows up. You know, they're like, oh Jake, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's not Jake. It's not Cobb. It's not Peyton. Peyton Potted. I know. I said like Padawan, or I don't even know. That's why you were saying Padawan yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand. So, Padawan is the hot one. Pa- now, uh, now you've got me saying it. Hayden is the hot one. I think so. We're going to watch. She's going to be like, like, the next man. I'll be like, oh, yes. And that's the hot one. And that's the hot one. <laughs> and then there's Emmett. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett's the old hot one. And he is talking to, and I know her name. Uh, uh, I, I looked her up yesterday. She's adorable. Oh, Linda Hunt or Stella. Linda Hunt. <laughs> oh, she's really low in the IMDb. She is, yeah, yeah. No, I was, yeah. My my roommate was like, "Oh, I, I you know, she was watching with me yesterday. She's like, oh, I, I love her, you know, I love her, and oh, she's great in everything. Year of Living Dangerously, Dune, like everything she's in, she's amazing. Peyton looks like he's angry with Stella when he's walking up to the bar. He's like, "I've got such a thing to say to you." That's so true. That's so true. Dressed impeccably. How do you think that worked in the old west? People wore fancy duds. And yet there were no washing machines. Oh, yeah, that's true. They had, like, Chinese laundry. What, is, what does that mean? That, that doesn't sound it's like, like a real thing. thing. <laughs> it sounds like the, it's the same thing that 
is now Chinese laundry. I'm going to look up the history of it. It's just like Chinese people that were no longer slaves. They started laundromats. Oh, I didn't even know and they that. Washed in, they washed and folded people's clothes for them. Oh, okay. Like a dry cleaner. The first known Chinese laundry was opened by Wa Li in 1851, and he charged $5 to wash a dozen shirts. And then as more Chinese arrived out west, white resentment began to build against them, flaring into violence when the economy worsened in the 1870s. Oh my god! Laundry drama! Laundry drama. Dirty laundry, as it were. Ah, wow! Payton or whatever, he's he's not dressed like any cowboy that I that I would picture. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing about this movie as well, where, you know, I think, oh, I'm going to watch a Western? Like, this sounds, this just sounds ridiculous, and, you know, it's, I mean, it's not my not my kind of movie anyway, but it, it just, it, it sounds a certain way, but this almost seems to modernize the whole Western genre. It's interesting that you say that. Back in 1985, Westerns were dead, dead, dead. Nobody liked Westerns. Yeah. Everybody was sick of Westerns. And then they made the show, and now Westerns abound. White resentment began to build against the Chinese, who were charging $5 to wash a dozen shirts. That, that seems like a lot like, in that time, though, still. Like, that's not 10 cents, you know? That's that's a lot. Five bucks, yeah. I mean, like, it was like... I remember in Little House on the Prairie times, we visited this place, and it was 99 cents for a pencil. There's a Little House on the Prairie times? Stop. Um... <laughs> Stop it. Oh my gosh. You can actually go to her house that she really lived in. Wow. We, we always stop there on the way to the Corn Palace. The the, the what? The Corn Palace? The Corn Palace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just, of, cor- of course there's a Corn Palace. Why, why wouldn't there be a Corn Palace in the... Have you never heard of the Corn Palace? No! What the heck is that? Oh my god. You have to go to Ask Jeeves right now and type in Corn Palace. Oh my gosh, Corn Palace, the world's only Corn Palace. Well, yeah, I would think so. What the heck is this? Gosh, wait, what else do you do Are... there? Eat corn? This looks like Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Every year it's a different design if you like searching. I just want to make sure you understand this. Mm-hmm. All the design that you see are ears of corn. What do you mean? Wait, the, the palace like is made attach- of corn? Yeah, they attach ears of corn to the outside of it, and that's how they make all the designs, all the pictures, all everything. Like, download a picture and zoom in. It's all corn. It is the corn palace. But it looks like, a, and... it looks like an amusement park. <laughs> it's a gift shop and museum is what it is, oh. with a super fancy outside, and somehow they every year they change it. It looks different every single year. And then inside is an auditorium where they hold events like the National... Kitty pedal power tractor poles and stuff like that. Yeah, because I, 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 I saw it and I thought, oh, wait a second, maybe it's like, there's like a midway and carnival and booths and, you know, like a whole, like, <laughs> state fair, you know? But, but How did we get here? First we went to the Little House on Prairie House. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is on the way to the Corn Palace. There we go. But how did we get to the Little House on the Prairie House from... Silverado, which is what we're supposed to be talking <laughs> I about. I know, because we were talking about modern, you know, Western Modernization. Yeah. Oh, how much stuff costs? Oh, yeah. We were talking about $5 for 12 shirts. Where would you get 5 bucks if you were a cowboy? How much did you make back then? Right? Who, who, who pays? Like, who, who pays a cowboy? Like, there's no, like, like an HR? Is there... <laughs> 
Okay, what year was Silverado set in? 18... What year are we talking about? 1880s, I thought it said. I don't know. But it almost seemed like there were some... Like, even, like, the way that they were acting and everything kind of felt modern. Just, like, reactions to things, the faces they would make. Like, it, it you know, it wasn't as stiff, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really casual. I think, like, the treatment of Mal in, in general, I think I was just very surprised because there was, you know, there was the racism I expected, and then there was the, like, acceptance, and you're our buddy now, and we're gonna stand up for you, and all of that, that was amazing. But, like, you know, to, to me, like, if they cast, you know, if there was, if Silverado was, was done today, you know, you would cast, like, one one black man, and people say, oh, it's a, you know, diversity casting thing, you know, like, people would be like, oh, a black cowboy, uh, you know, which is, of course, <laughs> duh, that's, that's, I think the, fir- the first cowboys are Hispanic and, and black, but, but. Yeah, I kind of think that. In 1880, four men travel together, so I don't know. Okay, that, that works for me, 1880. No, but it makes sense, because, because the shirt is awfully clean, but, you know, clean shirts back in 1880. Think about that. Think about a shirt right now that you own, okay? Like, picture your favorite shirt in your head. Yeah. Now, fast forward through your day while you try to keep your shirt clean. Imagine yourself. You wake up in the morning. You go to the corner hot dog stand to get breakfast because you're a terrible person who eats hot dogs for breakfast. You get your mustard and your relish on your hot dog. And how long does your shirt stay clean as you're walking down the street? Right. Not not even a, a second. And then what if I just, like... Get involved in some random duel, you know? Right? Right? Suddenly, Mad Dog Butcher Brown calls you out from across the street. hmm Now you have to be in a gunfight, and you've got this, like, you've got this shirt on with a yellow mustard stain. Which is, like, like that's embarrassing, yeah. Yet somehow, cowboys somehow walk into the bar with immaculate clothes, unless they're bad guys. That's And true. then they always walk into bars with clothes that are packed with dirt. But all of these people in the background, back here, while he's trying to get a drink of the good stuff from Stella, are really clean and have really good hair, even though they've presumably been wearing hats all day. You'd think it'd be a bar full of hat hair. You're right. They all look really good. and I mean, it's kind of like that that argument of, like, why women have, you know, no body hair in, in some of these other... I mean, here it's all covered up, but in, like, other, you know, TV and movies, and it's like... You know, it's the, whatever, caveman times, and this woman is hairless? What? You know, just shaved legs? Okay. (laughs) I think they used to burn the hair off with embers in 1880. I think that's how that worked. (laughs) I wonder if 1880 men would have found hairless women weird. They would have been like, what's wrong with you? Are you 12? Or 9? Maybe they would have liked it. It was the 1880s. They could probably get married when they were 9. And then they'd be all disappointed they'd get married and then find out they're 30. <laughs> oh my god, no. Don't sully their reputations. All right. <laughs> men, men from the 1880s that are our listeners, you know, just shut the podcast off right now. I'm sorry. We're about to be canceled by them. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine the smell inside of their coats in the 1880s? Oh. Like how that would work? Oh, man. Like, some, some dude would go in the bar. That's probably why they kept their coats on and stuff, because they were self-conscious about how they smelled. I mean, they they probably had some, you know, did they have some form of, like, deodorant, or, I don't know, I don't know how often they were taking baths. Don't you remember we did we did a, an entire deep dive into deodorant? 
when we were uh, recording <laughs> the best years of our I feel, lives. Maybe? I feel like we did. So that, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that was like in the 1920s where they started having serious deodorant. It feels like it was like in the 1930s when we recorded that podcast. Oh my goodness. So standing on the shoulders of greatness from our former podcast mm-hmm. that we recorded, we know that they had no deodorant in 1880. They just wore leather things next to their skin and and layers of wool coats. And it was, I mean, this was where, where does this take place? Because part of me is like, wait a second, it must have been so hot in there too. Well, they dress like it's cold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Silverado. <gasps> Silverado, California is a real place. Alice, what? it's a real place. Oh my God, I'm going. Okay, it's not made up. It's in Los Angeles, sort of. It's it's just off 141 on the Loma Ridge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, the streets in Silverado. By the way, that away, this away, Aww. while away. <laughs> Those are the streets. That's You'd be like, I live at 43, by the way. It's just people. There's just houses there. You can just go live in Silverado right now. One restaurant in town, though. That sucks. This thing is like, well, from 1985. What are we talking about? 95, 2005, blah. This thing is almost 40 years old, this movie. Yeah. Is 1985 modern times to you? I'm, I mean, yeah. I I guess so. I think, I think it's because I'm thinking of, like, a lot of these older movies, I kind of, you know, there's so many parodies of, you know, Wild West stuff. There's, you know, Blazing Saddles, and which I know also has old as well but like you know to me we're we're not really in the time of the westerns you know we're watching kind of movies that are that are a bit funnier you know more like what's that Seth MacFarlane movie a thousand ways to die in the west or something like like just like those movies this movie doesn't take itself so seriously I guess maybe that's kind of what I equate with being you know modern and not like stiff olden time movie acting it's not you know, best years of our lives type acting, I get acting style. Okay, that makes sense. It's like they're a bunch of 1985 people in the Old West. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. especially Kevin Costner. I think a fun game would be to see who's still alive. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> I Kevin Costner. No, not Kevin Costner. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. But we've got, okay, so who did we encounter so far? Linda Hunt is still alive. She was born in 1945. You, you know who just died a couple of years ago though, Brian Dunahy. I think he. Oh, I yeah. think he was Cobb or something. Yeah. Oh. And then we have. I can't believe Danny Glover Kevin is really Klein. alive. Stop it. Danny Glover's alive. Good. I think so. I expect so. Yeah. Oh, he's not. I like how he's not that old. He's 75. It's it really kind of isn't <laughs> though. He was born in 1947 and is still alive. So far. In our minute, all of the actors are still alive. Yeah. Do you think we should move on to second 11? Well, all right, we'll give it a shot. We switched to an outside view where there are four nefarious types riding up from outside of town into town. Yeah. And people are scrambling across the street to get out of the way of them. Four abreast. Four abreast. And you have Augie. I think that's what they said his name was. Augie. 
and this beautiful horse that every time I, I saw the horse come up, I was like, that's my favorite. Like, as a child, that's, like, the coloring, everything. I just, I cannot stop talking about that horse. I love that, that, that painted horse thing. That's cool. He has, a, like, a perfect horse butt slash tail thing happening. Really? All right. That's... Or she. You know how it's, like, you know, perfectly round back there? Oh my god, that is a great horse butt. I didn't, I I mean, I was looking at the coloring like a normal person, but that's fine. I, I. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like a normal person. And then, and then she seems to have this great, like, horse, I don't know what you call this thing, vest on. Horse vest. Oh, I want to see a horse with a vest now. Gosh. And then on her head, it looks like someone's throwing the sign of the devil. Like at a metal concert. Oh my god. I did not look at this horse well <laughs> enough. Jeez, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna... Oh my gosh, what a horse. Oh, he almost <laughs> fell off. Well, did he though? Because it looks like... I think we're supposed to think that he's a really good rider because of the whole, like, standing up mm-hmm. thing. Oh wow, that actor has who plays Augie, Thomas Wilson Brown, has had a very long career. Like, still in it. But he's so old, he's 49. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. 49 is old. You're not lying. As a 51-year-old, I remember 49, and I was old then. <laughs> and yeah, he's been in everything that I love. Especially Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Oh, my God. This was his first movie role, this kid. Yeah, he's 11, I think. So. That's a long and storied career. He's still doing things. Good for him. It always makes me... Wow, he plays... Oh, he played the announcer in Boy Meets that's, World. That's what I keep looking at, yeah, yeah. That... He would have been like he would have been twenty two then. Okay, it's good to see that he's still doing stuff. So he comes up riding on this horse, standing up like like I assume Kevin Costner did in some other scene that he saw. And he's copying like any eleven year old would, and then he kind of rides out into the street and he seems to be doing okay until he has a head on collision with one of the bad guys, the one that I think smells probably like a little like a combination between like fish. And old melons. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite thing though is as, as the bad guys are riding up, like you know, it's supposed to be this big, like foreboding thing, and this man just walks casually across. Like I don't care, you know. Didn't even look both ways. Just, I mean, a couple people are just kind of walking through, but one just blatantly just walks right in front of him. Like, oh, dun dun dun, the bad guys are coming. I'm just going to trot along, you know, no problem. Oh my god, there's a a cowboy named Scruffy in this. um, Scruffy! So how much of a jerk are you when your fellow jerks are like, dude, that's enough? That that, that should be your breaking point. Yeah. Sometimes when I go to town, I don't want to ride through town a-whooping and a-hollering and shooting people. Sometimes I just want to go get a pack of smokes. And then finally we get to... uh, we get one of the really good main characters of this movie showing up. After the dude's like, what's the problem, Swan? He's like, yeah. What's the problem, Swan? Scott Glenn, everybody. Scott Glenn is like, he was in, oh, a romance movie you'd like. He was in, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Iron Cowboy. That's not right. Urban Cowboy. He played the bad guy, Wes. That was, that sissy was cheating on. Uh, John Travolta with. I keep hearing about all these things. Backdraft. He was on Emergency, the TV series. That means nothing to you. Yeah, I think his big break probably was Urban Cowboy. I mean, he was in the Patty Duke show in the streets of San... 
He was a junkie gambler in the streets of San Francisco TV series. He was series. in Knights and Rodan, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Sucker Punch, which I could not finish. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine why. <laughs> That's funny. So Scott Glenn, a.k.a. Emmett. That's, that's which, that, isn't that that's just a such western a western name? I was about to say, yeah. So Swan is so intimidated by Emmett that he just gives the uh, gives the reins back to the kid without even saying anything else, and then has his hand near his holster or where his holster would be if he didn't have seventeen layers of wool coats on. By the way, okay, so we are talking about New Mexico, Santa Fe. So it wasn't cold there; people just dressed like they were warm. But I think that's just a western aesthetic. Yeah, and what else would they wear? Tank tops? Can you imagine a cowboy movie where everybody was wearing tank tops and hot shorts? Yes! <laughs> of course you can! Why I will I now! <laughs> <laughs> How intimidating are you when you walk up in your tank top and your hot shorts? I'm picturing purple hot shorts and like a white a white tank top with an advertisement for Gold Gyms on it. <laughs> Gold's Gym. Did you, did you bring your guns? Flexes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a hat, but it's backwards. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like a ball cap. Or it's backwards, backwards but it, like it's a cowboy hat, but it's just backwards. Oh my god! It's a cowboy hat. Okay, so like in uh, that, I'll come up with it in Robin Hood Man in mm-hmm, Tights. I just saw that recently. The guy has the the Robin Hood hat, but it's it looks like a ball cap that's backwards. Like that, but a cowboy hat. <laughs> it's a cowboy hat, but it has the like the adjustment ring right on the forehead. That's backwards, but no, it's side. It's sideways. That would be funny too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What's wrong with us? Why can't we just watch a movie like normal people? Thank you so much for listening. You can find the Silverado Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, SilveradoMinute.com. Silverado Minute can be found on Facebook at The Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon, and on Twitter at SilveradoMXM. Be sure to tune in tomorrow when you'll hear Emmett say... Wait a minute. Stand from there, Augie.